When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tonight's episode with someone, with a friend. And if you're driving in your car, let someone know where they can hear TMG. It's time for a new episode of TMG. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr., I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of EMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Guys, you know how we like to do it. Real quick, guys, don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's coming from together with the capital C. And as always, guys, I got to give you a huge shout out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, my lovely wife, Nicole. Hey, girl, how you doing? That's your shout out. I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Guys, I say this. Every time, and I mean it, uh, in a very short time, this show has really taken off. And it's being heard in places all around the globe. Yeah, places like Hong Kong right now, they're listening. In Brazil and in Switzerland, just to name a few. And I'm excited. I'm excited that you can see that you are. So wherever you are tuning in right now, maybe you're in your car or at home. Doesn't matter. You're tuning in to TMG. Tell me something good podcast. And man, I'm excited that you are. Maybe, just maybe, this is your first time tuning in. And you said, Travis, man, I found you by accident. I don't care how you got here. I'm glad you're here. And for all of those who have been showing up since day one, thank you for your support. I'm so glad that you're here. It's because of you that the show continues to do. So, well, I'm so glad, guys. You know what this show is all about. This show is all about finding moments of inspiration in, uh, I would say, in our everyday life. So, guys, listen, if you have an inspiring story that you would like to tell and maybe come on the show, guys, do me a favor. Don't forget to drop us an email. S-T-E-L-L. Me something. 21 at gmail.com and you say Travis now I know someone who has a great story but 
I don't want to come on the show, man. I'm a little camera shot. It's okay. You can even remain anonymous if you'd like. Guys, tonight's episode is going to be absolutely amazing. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And if you did not get a chance to catch the title of today's episode, tonight's episode, guys, is a hit below the belt. Oh, it's going to be good when we dive up in this one. Guys, listen, before we do, you know we have a couple of really great affiliate sponsors. Right, right. We have some sponsors here at TMG. And I want you guys to go ahead and follow the links that's going to be in the chat. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. That's right. Come on in. It's TMG. So, guys, I want you to visit our affiliate sponsors. I'll have the links that's right there in the chat as they pop up. And by the way, guys, you may not know this, but this month, this month is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, guys, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but I'm putting some information up. Each year in the United States, guys, 240,000 cases of breast cancer are diagnosed in women, about 2,100 in men, about 42,000 women, and 500 men in the United States die each year from breast cancer. Guys, do me a favor. Get checked out. Black women have a higher rate of death from breast cancer than all other women. That's a lot of people on this planet. Know for yourself. Get yourself checked out, guys. Listen, before we jump into this, I'm going to play some information from our sponsors, guys. Uh, you may not know it, but, guys, it is holiday time, fastly approaching. And you may say, well, I don't know what to get somebody. I don't know what to get somebody for the holidays. Don't worry. TMG can help you out. I want you to visit one of our sponsors, guys. I'm going to put the information in the chat. When we come back, we diving into this. A hit below the belt. Walmart is a proud associate sponsor of TMG Tell Me Something Good podcast. Please use the special link bit.ly forward slash tell me something good and visit our sponsor. Remember, I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. There it is, guys. Visit Walmart and one of our associate sponsors. Here at TMG, and with the holidays coming up, I know they got some good for you. So, guys, visit one of my sponsors. Guys, today, uh, if you did not catch today's episode, guys, is going to be entitled, guys, A Hit Below the Belt. And, guys, I want you to understand it's going to be an exciting episode. So, enough of me running my mouth. Let's dive right into this and see where we're going to go with this episode, guys, because I know you're interested in it. Now, guys, usually, uh, the phrase, a hit below the belt, can spring up images of two heavyweight boxers throwing punches. Yeah, you start hearing the words and the phrase is a hit below the belt. You start thinking about two boxers throwing punches and kind of going at it like this. That's kind of what I think about it. So usually a phrase, a hit below the belt, can spring images of two heavyweight boxers throwing punches at each other. Right, and one boxer may hit the other boxer below the belt, and that one can bring him to his knees. I don't care how tough you are, you get hit below the belt, something will bring you to your knees, rolling in some of the most painful stuff imaginable. Now, don't let me be out here by myself, man. If you are a male and you have ever been hit below the belt, 
you know exactly what I'm talking about. And even if you're not, if life has hit you below the belt, oh, you know, there's some things that can hit you that will bring you. I'm not going to preach, but I'm just telling you, if it hits you, it will bring you to your knees. But the words can also carry over into verbal altercation where one person says something that is embarrassing and humiliating and demeaning towards another person. And they would say, hey, that's hitting below the belt. Guys, the connotation of these words really says this. Guys, the connotation of these words really mean one thing. You hit me where I was most vulnerable. Being hit where we are most vulnerable does not feel good. It can cause shame and embarrassment. It can actually begin to eat away at one's self-value and worth. Have you ever been hit below the belt, guys? I am. Uh, today's very special guest is a doctor in business administration. She is someone who works tirelessly with the communities developing tools to empower them through education and development. She has over 14 years in healthcare operations and business consulting a non-profit management, giving huge TMG welcome, guys, to Dr. Demetrius Smith. Dr. Smith, what's up? How you doing? Hello, I am on fire. You have lit the fire today. So I'm excited to jump in with you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here, Dr. Smith. Are you kidding me? Jeez. I'm I've been looking forward to this. I've been watching your podcast and I'm like, I want some of that. I won't get in there. You know, I want to get in there with them. Everybody says the same thing. They say, look, man, I've been watching the podcast and I don't know where you get that energy from. Uh, guys, uh, I've been like this. I keep saying this all my life. I've been on 10. I think I came out the womb on 10. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> Thank you. So much, Dr. Smith, for being here. I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, you are an absolutely amazing individual. Guys, I heard Dr. Smith speak, speak blew my mind. And I said, I gotta see if I can grab Dr. Smith. And, and literally, guys, I just walked up to her to tell her what a great job she was doing. She's like, yeah, I, I want to be a part of your show. So it blew my mind. I really was like flabbergasted. I had no words left. Literally none. Left. And imagine me who talk a lot. I had no words. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. So thank you so much for, uh, for being here, uh, being a part sure. of the show, taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, I do want to thank uh, the person. Do want to take a moment here to thank the person that this is this meeting is responsible for. Uh, so I'm going to do that. Uh, I want to also take time and thank the person who, without them, this meeting may not have taken place. So I want to take the time to thank my pastor, my mentor, my teacher. I call him my coach, uh, like a football coach. Uh, I love football. So he's like my football coach. He gets the plays, and he calls the men for us to how to live him. So I call him my coach, and he doesn't take that in a demeaning way because he likes that. Uh, but I do want to thank my pastor, my apostle, Stephen A. Davis of Refresh Family Church here in Birmingham. Guys, we have several locations, but I attend the one here in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, but, yes, so, Pastor Davis, thank you so much for this connection. Without you, we probably would not have met. So, thank you very much. He is absolutely a tireless individual. I mean, tireless. His schedule is always going. He's always moving. Uh, he does believe in the strength of relationships 
and the value of people. He's a terrific mentor and leader of the Refresh Family Ministries. God, a profound teacher and great preacher. Uh, my wife and I have been part of the ministry for 10 years. We've been married 10 years and we've been a part of the family for 10 years. That's crazy. We found it by accident, though. We did. We did. We, we made I'm the wrong. We did. I, I was coming home one day and uh, I made the, we was mo just moved into this area and I made the wrong turn. And when I made the wrong turn, that's how I found the church. Accidentally on purpose. <laughs> Accidentally on purpose. God knew what he was doing. And we've been there 10 years, hadn't gone anywhere. So we love the church, we love the ministry. Uh, we love how the word is presented and we love the way it teaches. So uh, Apostle Davis, thank you so much for this connection. You, you're a cool guy to me, man. Appreciate that. Guys, um, let's dive right into this. So uh, guys, we've been talking about this and uh, Dr. Smith, I know you and I are really uh, ready to dive into this uh, the topic, a hit below the belt. And we were yes. talking about uh, the vulnerable side of things. Dr. Smith, I've seen and heard you share critical information before. And it was simply, uh, the, the best way I can put it is eye-opening. Just simply eye-opening. And we've seen, uh, and we've even talked before the show. Uh, so do me a favor, please, for all the audience listening, just listening, uh, it's just driving in their car at home, working, just going to go back and view this or listen to this. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what it is that you do. I am so honored to be here. Thank you again and your beautiful wife. And of course, I agree. Apostle Davis is amazing. And so thank you, sir. I am an advocate for people. I like to consider myself like as a person who helps people achieve the best possible outcome for their life, the best potential that they can reach, the best level of independence. And so I've spent my most of my life coaching and training leaders. I love leadership and I love leaders. And lately I've been spending a lot of time in the mental health community, helping individuals assess the proper way of where they are and being able to respond to where they are. Then I've expanded that into brain health as a whole. So I'm including support, training, curriculum design, development, and coaching for individuals with intellectual or developmental conditions. So the whole spectrum of brain health, helping the unserved, the underserved, and the forgotten about. So I, I really love your topic today because when I think about the communities that I'm most passionate about, hitting below the belt is something that people do most of the time unknowingly. Wow, God, did you hear that? I told you this is gonna be good. I told you it's gonna be good. And, and I like you, what you said. You say you you try to be an advocate for those who may have been forgotten about where life has hit them below the belt, and then we, then people unknowingly and knowingly sometimes hit people below the belt, and all it means, guys, we're hitting people where they're most vulnerable. If there's yes. a situation, or if there's already a pre-existing situation, and life and community makes it worse, and sometimes community communities can make it difficult because communities don't make room for those individuals who have been hit below the belt, who've been born with a pre-existing condition, and life doesn't always fit. And here's what I learned: life doesn't always fit our situation. No, it doesn't. It, it, we're, we're born into a world that really rejects our situations. We're born into a world that says, if you're not like everybody else, man, you know, and they have to make accommodations yes. for individuals. Accom yes. I'm a human. What do you mean you got to accommodate me being a human? I'm a human. Yes. It's, 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 it's incredible 
uh, how how communities and life does not accommodate uh, individuals who may be born without sight or, or with mental illnesses. And it just says, oh, we'll make some accommodations for I'm a, yes. I'm a person like you are. What do you yes. mean accommodate? You give me an accommodate for me breathing? So yes. so definitely what we mean by uh, hitting below the belt and individuals have to deal with those most vulnerable parts of society. And a lot of times that most vulnerable parts of society, Dr. Smith, are individuals who are born with situations that are beyond their control. Absolutely. And, and you said something very key when you said making accommodations, because the reason that's not important to us is because we have not grasped the humanity of disability. Exactly. The humanity of the individual. We see the disability, we see the condition, we see the deficits, we see the what you can't do's, but what we don't see is the person. Oh, and wow. the person is what matters most. And so when we talk about hitting below the belt, I love boxing. That's actually my favorite sport. There's always yeah. a thing called a one-two punch. Yep. And the first punch, you 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 expect it. You get hit by it, but it's the second punch that you don't see coming. And that's the mm. sucker punch. That's the hit below the belt because oh. the disability, the condition is the first punch. That one happened, it gets diagnosed, it gets put out there. Right, right. But the second hit below the belt, the sucker punch, is when society rejects me because of something I had absolutely no control over. So the hit below the belt up front, we adapt to it. We make those changes. Correct. You know the biggest hit below the belt is that happens. That's when you lower your expectations about me. Oh, when you don't goodness. expect anything from me, when you don't even make room for me to be more than what you see or more than what is red and black and white. That's the real hit below the belt is when your expectations are below the belt. Wow. Well, and, and here's the thing. And what we'll do is, We'll do things like this. We'll see individuals, Dr. Smith, to your point, who may have been hit below the belt. They got that initial diagnosis. Yeah. And our assumption is that they can't do any more than what they've been diagnosed. That's the best we can get. Yeah. That's the, the best. The best get. we'll get out of them is what they've been diagnosed. Yeah. The best we get out of them is the problem, the existing problem they have. The best we get out of them is what the doctor says about them. Or even more importantly, families, hear this. The best you'll get out of them is what you know. But what about if you expose them to somebody outside of that circle? Who's to say what they can become? So most of the limiting factors in people is the people that are there to take care of them because we want to make ourselves comfortable more than we want to expose them to greater things. That is it. That is, that is literally, that sums it up. What happens, Dr. Smith, and I noticed, man, that's a, we are always as humans, the way, we're, the way our minds are wired, we're always trying to find where we are most comfortable. Our yes. minds are wired that way. We could be in a, a you know, we could be in a, a captive. They call it the Helsinki syndrome. You could become a victim, uh, be held captive by somebody so long that you will then become, you know, you'll start looking at the one who captured you as a friend because yeah. you're trying to find a comfortable place for yourself. Yeah. You forget yeah. the fact that you're captive. They kidnapped you, took yeah. you against your will, and now you're saying, okay, this is my friend. I'm going to look out for them. No. Yeah. And so what happens is we always want something to make us comfortable at, and sometimes it's at the expense of somebody else's liberty or humanity. Yes, we don't realize I think intentionally we mean we don't we don't mean to, 
but we forget the Holy Ghost is not limited by a diagnosis. Oh my He's God! Not limited by geography. He's not limited by a cognition level, whether somebody's verbal or not, whether they can walk or not. They may never understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, but the Holy Spirit speaks to the spirit. And if we expose them enough to things outside of what we expect, who's to say the transformation? cannot happen and so mm. just like when we see drug addicts we assume that's just a drug addict we throw them away but nobody yep. wants to be a drug addict it's a comorbidity that's helping us heal from the real pain and nobody takes the time to trace the root of the pain and so that hit below the belt comes the stigma wow. and we've got to do something about that and and, and, and to that point i i had uh i had a show was talking about stigmas and hiding behind the mask and we as societies, we stigma to me is like a, it's just a label. We like to label things. We love putting labels on things, on people. And the most times we label things is when we don't understand what it is. What, what, one example I gave was this. You know how when you're moving and you, you, you label a box kitchen or you label wherever that box goes and you'll label kitchen, bedroom. Mm -hmm. And then you have this one box. You don't know where anything goes. You just put miscellaneous on it. And that's what happens with individuals when they've been hit below the belt with society. We just label miscellaneous. We yeah. just try to find, you try to find a place for them to fit in yeah. instead of allowing them to have the opportunity to fit in where they could belong through exposure. Or through creating simple. a place. Oh, that's see, see? One thing to ask them to fit in with what you built, but it's another thing to build something that's not necessarily for you to enjoy. And stigma is the umbrella we stand under to keep the rain of truth from falling on our heads. That's it. So <laughs> I, I told you this was going to be good. Thank you, everybody, for joining, for jumping in. Uh, thank you, everybody. Guys, I'm going to play another real bit from my sponsor. Guys, don't you go away, Noel. I'll be good. Hey, Amazon. Amazon is the world's largest online retail store. Please use the special link bit.ly forward slash tell me something A-M-Z-N for Amazon. With Amazon, you can spend less and smile more. Please visit one of our online sponsors today. There it is, guys. Please visit one of our online sponsors, Amazon. Guys, today we're talking about a hit below the belt. And I know, guys, you've been watching and listening uh, to this, this discussion, and we're talking about the most vulnerable individuals. We're talking about those vulnerable times, those vulnerable people of society who've been hit initially already by diagnosis, and then society comes in and hits them lower, let them know that, hey, you don't fit in here, and we don't really have it designed, I won't say accommodate, but for them to fit and to belong and the humanity part of it. We're talking, guys, with Dr. Demetrius Smith. Guys, she's a uh, healthcare since uh, over 14 years. So she knows what she's talking about, guys. She knows what she's talking about. Dr. Smith, mention something. So I'm enjoying this conversation. Now, you may have seen, like, I know, you may have seen a boxing match. I get it. I know boxing is one of your favorite things. I loved it, too. Back in the 90s. I loved it back in the 80s and 90s, especially. I've always watched it Saturday night. Uh, it was a thing. We got around the TV. We watched boxing. I, I kid you not. Uh, we loved it. 
uh, boxing match show where boxers were throwing haymakers. I mean, they're throwing punches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like they're reaching all the way to the backyard to bring that punch through. I oh, mean, yeah. <laughs> they're throwing haymakers. And someone takes a hit below the belt. Right where they're most vulnerable. Now, your work sheds light on some of our most vulnerable individuals in society. Now, who are some of these individuals and what is it? What is what is the passion that keeps you shining light on these areas for these individuals? One of the things that drives me is is that I am these individuals. And I think that's what fuels my passion. I serve individuals with intellectual or developmental conditions, individuals that have mental health concerns. I'm able to make effective referrals. I serve individuals that have learning disabilities, individuals that have mobility challenges, individuals that have communication issues, whether they use a device to communicate or whether they use cards, whether they use body language, whether they use signals. I serve individuals that are caregivers, Anybody that takes care of somebody else, you know the stress of caring for someone else and how it affects your mental health, even if it didn't before. The, the challenges of individuals trying to become back acclimated into society after having served time in a penal system and the challenges of getting employed, uh, independent living skills, transportation skills, education. I serve individuals of all cognitions and disabilities but I have an affinity for helping those who are disabled get the skills they need to live independently. Because the truth of the matter is, is those who are disabled in our society now are outliving their caregivers. So what happens when the person that you're caring for, who you did not prepare properly, give the skills to live without you, outlives you? And how fair is it to them that you have not exposed them to science? technology, wow. engineering, wow. arts, music, reading. I had a young man not uh, recently who had never been in a, in a music environment before, nonverbal as an adult, walked into a room where there was the family was visiting someone. He sat down at the piano and mm -hmm. played as though he were Mozart. Are never sat in front of a piano, never listened to that kind of music, never touched keyboard before, and sat down and played because what a person was born to do, they are born to do. It's a matter of exposing them to the thing. And like you said earlier, when you put a label on something, when you move in, you put the kitchen box, you put the kitchen label on it. Right. Everybody's got a junk drawer in their kitchen or somewhere in their house. But when oh, yeah. you open that drawer and take that sponge out and you call it a sponge, that sponge functions as it was created. Just because a chair holds a door open does not mean that's what it was created for. But when you put that thing in perspective, doing what it was born to do, it will do it. It may do other things, but that was not its intended purpose. Oh, wow. Guys, see, I told you this is going to be good. And what happens is, Dr. Smith, to your point, is those invulnerable individuals who've been hit, and it just, it, that just keeps hitting me who've been hit below the belt, who've had that initial diagnosis, when we we label them as a doorstop, you know, you, you just, you know, a placeholder. You you just, you know, you just, you, you're just good enough to just to do this. You're good enough to just do that. Mm -hmm. And if, if, if we aren't exposing these individuals 
to greater reasons and greater uh, greater opportunities. What's inside them will never be cultivated. That's right. It will never come out. It, the only way you'll know what you're born to do is if you're exposed to something other than what you're exposed to right now. That's right. That's right. If you drop a packet of seeds in the ground, mm -hmm. they will never grow until they've been watered. Because until that thing falls into the ground and dies and cracks open and it's been on. watered and becomes transformed into something else, it's just a pack of seeds in the ground. That's and so it. it's like that with individuals. The next step we think is I took the seeds, I allowed you to come <laughs> in. And so that's why inclusion has become sort of a uh, 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 a little buzzword. It's just yeah. an empty word. It's the it's what yep. diversity used to mean, right? Diversity doesn't correct, even correct to mean. We have to move beyond just letting you be a part of it to setting a platform for you to thrive in it. Absolutely, engagement. It, you know, to me, the word inclusion means uh, fair opportunity to thrive. And yeah. when you, it's funny you said that word. To yeah. me, when you sit down, it's like, well, to me, inclusion is just a fair opportunity to thrive. If I don't have the fair opportunity to thrive, then you haven't really included me. Yes. No, you yes. let me in a room, but if you're not giving me fair opportunity to thrive, then... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What am I here for? I yeah. can just leave. I can go stand outside, you know, on my own. I don't need to be here. To, I got a house to stand inside. I want to stand in the room. Yeah. You know, if you want to allow me in the room but not give me a fair opportunity, you can lift me out your room. I could have stayed home. Watch TV. My grandmother taught me so much when I was growing up, watching how she cultivated her daughters. They're mm -hmm. much older than I, but she was told that they wouldn't live past 30. Hmm. My oldest aunt with cerebral palsy, who's also blind, is uh just turned 70 years old 
and is a homeowner. So there is nothing that cannot be accomplished. She would give them chores. They had responsibility. When we had company, they were more than just the person in the back room that you would pass by while you're really doing life and say, yeah, yeah, exactly. Bye-bye. They were included in the conversation. They were brought up to the front. And I think we see so much regression in skills and communication and conversation because we disable, we push the mute button, keep the thing playing, keep it playing. Don't push the mute button. That's hitting below the belt. When you come into the room and you talk around me and you never bring me into the conversation, even if I can't respond, include me. It's kind of like what you were saying when you came to Birmingham, uh, if we meet an individual uh, that's, uh, that has a mental illness and, and they're walking with someone with a parent or with an adult, instead of, well, h- how are they doing today? How about you asking that person how they're doing? Yes. I'm standing right here. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. a hit below the belt to an individual. If you're standing there and you see them, whether they're nonverbal or not, I, I guarantee you, even if they're non-verbal, they are consciously aware of the conversation. They are consciously aware that there's more than one person standing there. Yes. And to overspeak them is you're really overspeaking their humanity. And it's That's really it. another hit below the belt. Yes. Am I not even human enough to be respected for being right here in this room? My grandmother taught me when you walk into a room, you speak. To everybody in the room. (laughs) You just speak. You know, you don't choose who's in the room. You just walk in, you speak. And so it's the same thing. If I approach someone, I'm going to communicate to who's there. I don't get a I don't get the chance or the liberty to say, well, they really don't know what we're talking about. Exactly. And and that's what happens in marginalized societies. Mm. People make decisions on their behalf and not never bringing them into the conversation. Exactly. And Guys, we're talking about a hit below the belt, and nothing is worse than the. I want you to ask about this. Even if it was someone who did not have a mental illness, Doctor Smith, let's say you and I were in a room, and and or 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 me and somebody else was in a room, and then you came in, and we never acknowledged your presence. You'd be like, "Do they not see me here? I I know they see me standing over here, and it would be the same." The emotions are the same. And and I've learned this, whether an individual is capable of of displaying those emotions does not mean they don't feel those emotions. That's right. They still feel them, whether they're capable of displaying them or not, because they're human. They are human. And we have to understand that uh, being human, and, and I've learned this, I've learned this, being human takes on many forms than just somebody with two arms and a legs. Uh, being human takes on many forms than someone of a specific culture or a, a specific ethnicity. Being human means more than just that. And we have to understand when we talk about hitting people and hitting a hit below the belt with individuals of, of the vulnerable parts of society, we have to keep the whole aspect. The big picture is they're human, Dr. Smith. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite boxers is Bernard Hopkins. Okay. What I love about Bernard Hopkins is he lost 13 straight times. And it wasn't until the age of 40 that he came back and won his first bout 
And that doubt put him on a path after the age of 40 See? to become the oldest unified title holder in the world. And when that happened, nobody forgot about those other fights. Nobody forgot about how many he lost. So one of the ways we hit below the belt is we put people on a timeline. You've got until this day, you've got until this age, you've got until this place to then demonstrate who you're going to be. But it may be 15 episodes of losing before you really come up and mature and be able to make an impact. So that's one of the things we've got to stop doing as a society is putting people on a timeline that we've set for them to achieve this, to accomplish this, to change this, or to do this. When we look at accomplishments, there is no limitation on when and how that can happen. Hey, Dr. Smith, you listen, you are so on it. And you know what I've learned? The reason, part of the reason we put other people on timelines is because we, we put our own stuff on timelines. Oh, we did timeline ourselves. I know. I should have accomplished this by now. I'm, I should have been married by now. I should have had this by now. I should have done this by now. And we, and I, I'm going to have to say this, but sometimes, whether we know it or not, we, we unknowingly or unwittingly place people, uh, we want people to keep, keep the rules that we make for ourselves when they didn't even agree to that. I didn't agree to your timeline. At what point did we sit down and I agree to your timeline yeah, of my life? Yeah, yeah. It's just and another way to lock in. In children, right now we're seeing an uptick mm -hmm. in autism diagnoses. But it's not because more children are being born with autism. Mm -hmm. It's because we're finally getting it right. Uh, the default diagnosis was ADHD or hyperactivity yes. or learning disability. We didn't take the time to look at the milestones and look at each child individually because we thought every child on the spectrum would behave the same. Cut. Now that we're finally getting it right, we're having to go back and say, this is a child who was misdiagnosed that has now become a, an adult who's having to now suffer for those hits below the belt unnecessarily. Wow. And all the years of being hit below the belt, they're becoming more and more vulnerable to different things because yes. now they had to go from this thing to that, from this to that, this doctor, this diagnosis, this treatment, doing this, and nothing has worked because nothing really addressed the issue because no one realized they were being hit below the belt, Dr. Smith. No, yeah. I knew it. Wow. So the people, the people that we're talking about, all these wonderful individuals that we're talking about, and I tend to use the word people because they are people. The yeah. people we're talking about are a vulnerable part of society to no fault of their own. No, no one chose that. Now, given how society sees them and some of the handed down approaches that are used, uh, what are some things each of us can do individually to adapt to vulnerable in individuals? For instance, those with mental illnesses, developing good mental health practices. What are some things that we can do to not use those handed down practices? Because obviously it doesn't work. Well, first of all, we've got to see the person. There you go. So, so many times the diagnosis is the flag that gets waved and we tie our association to what we know about that diagnosis and we treat the person accordingly. Mm. Just like if there's a, a, a person that's been uh, incarcerated. Right, the right. The label of ex-felon or ex-con uh, waves before them 
So the the rehabilitation doesn't mean anything in a lot of places. We right. see what what we associate with what we know. And so when we humanize the person and the condition, it helps us to realize, and I think about it like this, if your weakness, if your limitation, because we've all got one, right, right. billboard on the freeway on the way home, on the jumbotron at church on Sunday morning, how would you want people to meet you after service and respond to you? And those are the things we've got to put into practice so that we see the individual first and not the condition, not the label, not the stigma. Exactly. It, guys, did you hear me say that? You have to humanize the person that you're seeing. It, it, it comes with, you know, getting rid of these handed down traditions. And a lot of things that we know or we think we know about individuals who've been hit below the belt, these vulnerable individuals, a lot of things we think we know, they are handed down. There, there's no been real, no real research. No one, come on, guys, let's be honest. Let's be honest. There's been no real research, no real studies that we've done. We go, uh, this is what they say, they act like, so they act like this. They do this, and we treat them according to how we think they, how they want to be treated. Yes. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. They want to be treated like a human. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to be treated like a human, and that matters most. So we have to see the human first. And, and I imagine, Dr. Smith, if a lot of us had our ex things or whatever on a billboard right home or reported every oh what, what about this every day at six o'clock on the news they reported everything that you did yeah every day every so, thought. yeah yeah as well how every many day. of us will be pulling back <laughs> those sucker punches right? <laughs> yeah I'm, you know what i'm gonna pull that but no i don't think oh, no, no, no. No, no, yeah. no, 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 i'm good i'm good no I'm good. No, nothing. Yeah. Yes. I got nothing for you, buddy. I'm good. <laughs> yes. And that's how it is, though, uh, with individuals who 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 are the vulnerable parts of society. That's how it is. Every day, if we continue not to see that human side of them, every day it's like our thing being reported every day at 6 o'clock news. And yeah. eventually you'd be like, dude, okay, I got it. I'm that. Well, that's how those individuals feel. Yes. Uh, we have to make sure not only do we protect these individuals, uh, but we also acknowledge and acknowledge this more and just say, hey, blah, blah, blah. It means incorporate them, bring them in. Uh, I, I, I told you um, when you came here in Birmingham, I got a really good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Kelvin Smith. And I know he's probably watching. He and his mom, Loretta. Kelvin was on a spectrum and uh, he's been on a spectrum uh, since he got diagnosed. And so his mom told me all the challenges they had. And they've been on the show a couple of times. And matter of fact, they come on the show every April for autism. Um, and uh, Dr. Kelvin, he went to Georgia Tech and has this huge doctorate degree. And kept, Dr. Smith, I'm probably going to say this wrong. So, bro, you got to forgive me. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if it's biomolecular engineering or whatever it is, but this guy finished head of his class thesis was incredible his thesis was incredible and he's now dr kelvin smith so when we're talking he goes travis don't call me doctor dr kelvin i'm gonna call you doctor but these individuals his mom continued to expose him to things that he was good at which was math and science he was even on jeopardy the oh guy God. yeah he was on freaking jeopardy and the guy is absolutely brilliant and I know 
Dr. Dr. Smith, you're listening. I know your mom's listening. She's always listening. Uh, and so when we when we think individuals who may be on a spectrum or a vulnerable part of society, we think that they're limited individuals, they'll miss out. If his mom had decided not to expose him to things that he could excel at, chances are he wouldn't be Dr. Smith today. Yeah, I think I was talking to a, a father this morning and I've been watching his son for a couple of years and I, mm -hmm. I believe he needs to be tested. So there's there's almost two ends of it. There's the denial. Right. Because he's intelligent. He's so smart. He was telling me about his son. Oh, no, that's not his problem. He just was born during COVID and he didn't have a lot of kids to play with. And and, and I said, I, I've look, been looking at some of the milestones and I, I really would like for you to have him tested. I'm mm -hmm. not diagnosing him, but I'm seeing some of the adaptive challenges he's having some of the socialization challenges correct, he's, correct. he's probably a genius but there's the denial that the genius overrides anything else and it's not a negative to say my brain fires differently so the fact that she was balanced and understanding that he had some adaptive needs but that did not take the place of her exposing him intellectually to the things that helped him to soar so there's that balance in being in denial because you can't fix it yep. or either ignoring it and, and understanding it and not challenging in spite of it. Uh, yeah, one word, challenging. We have to, yeah. she, she challenged what she saw and what we have to begin to do, guys, we have to challenge the things we see. We even have to challenge the way we think about things. And it's tough. I get it. It's easy to say, but we have to be willing to challenge those things. Uh, Dr. Smith, uh, while here in Birmingham, uh, Alabama, while you were here, uh, you mentioned an alarming rate of African-American males on the spectrum, or kind of just kind of growing uh, that you mentioned uh, here in Jefferson County, where I am. Yeah, that's a shout out for Birmingham. I'm sorry. I had to do it. Uh, <laughs> African-American males on the spectrum. And I know the numbers uh, you provided or specifically for this region, uh, but there in, are there any studies that show where African-American male students across the board and, and nationally are more likely to get a medication for uh, for suspected ADHD when maybe it may be a case of them being on a spectrum? You know, the numbers alarmingly around the globe tell us based on the census, U.S. Department of Health and mm -hmm. other government agencies, as well as local providers who provide the CDC and other information from right. pediatricians and whatnot, 80% of individuals globally that are on the spectrum, whether diagnosed or not, are black boys. Wow. There's no understanding for why it affects black boys more than white girls, mm -hmm. black girls, Asians, or any other race. That's why there's an alarming number of black men incarcerated. Say that. Young black boys carried this baggage that was never identified nor treated. They didn't have the skills to communicate. So the aggression and all these other things took root. And now you've got grown men who don't understand why their behavior is the way it is. An offshoot of that is other behaviors that are criminally uh, on the fringes of our society. I'm not saying that's why the, the jails are full, but look at your penal system. Who takes the precedence of having a number that has replaced their name? It is black men. And so there's a study that's being done now across the U.S. Department of Health. They're hoping to develop a blood test 
that hits 10 markers that say you have a predisposition to it, whether you've been diagnosed or not, just like uh, signs of breast cancer in women or signs of human papillomavirus in people that says you have this trait, you're predisposed to it. So right. now you can look for it, respond to it, and treat it as needed. We don't know why, but we do understand that it is an alarming number. And most times it goes denied. It goes wow. denied or misdiagnosed. Now we're and, starting to see it. Uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. They can be diagnosed at two years old now. It used to be at school age, and by then it's too late. Yeah, but by, by the time they're already in school, it's kind of already too late of saying, well, you know what it is. And they've gone all their life, Dr. Smith, carrying this bag. They've gone all this life carrying something around. Now, they've already had to deal with society and everything else that's going on with them. But now, not just that, now they got to go along carrying this entire bag. I'm going I'm to put up a, guys, I want to put up something here real quick that can kind of give this image of, of what we're talking about here. I'm going to put up something, kind of give you a quick visual of what it's like. Um, here we go. Boom, boom. I'm going to put up a quick visual, guys. So here he is. You got this guy carrying his bag. <laughs> This is what it's like. Now, notice his age. He, he, clearly, he's not six or seven or five, but he's been carrying his bag. He's not 10 or 12, but he's been carrying his bag. He's not 13, but he's carrying it. I want you to imagine you already have to deal with the things you have to deal with, uh, dealing with your race and ethnicity mm -hmm. and your culture. Now you have to carry this bag. You've been carrying this bag. Is it it's possible that you've been carrying something all your life and you don't even know it and something can trigger it. And here it is, you've been carrying this bag. You don't even realize that you got stuff in this bag that you've been carrying all this time. And as parents, Dr. Smith, as parents, um, uh, as parents, how can some address uh, this with their physician? What can parents do uh, to help address this with their physician, their child's physician? Well, for you, it, it's recommended by the American Academy of Pediatrics, which mm -hmm. most pediatricians are members of, that they perform either at 18 months or 24 months an autism spectrum disorder screening. When they do their milestones in weight, when they do their milestones in height, hearing, eyes, and all of that at two years old, mm -hmm. they should do an ASD screening. So if your child never got one, your child's four, five, six, 10, or 12, or anywhere, ask for an ASD screening. They're recommended, but they're not required. And most kids don't get it. The reason they're done at two is because now those milestones are caught at that early age. So by the time they get to pre-K and kindergarten, there's some therapies put in place to make sure they get what they need regarding communication, speech, and behavior. So that's one thing you can do. Ask your pediatrician to do an ASD screening. Then as an adult, go to your local website or Chamber of Commerce or Google it and find out free autism spectrum disorder screening and put in your zip code. Doesn't matter if you're a child or an adult, if you've got Medicaid or commercial insurance, you should be able to do it. And I know there's an adult listening right now that's yep. asking themselves, 
Am I too old to have myself tested? Because I've always felt a little out of sorts socially. I've mm -hmm. always felt like I was different. I've always been treated different in my family. It's never too uh -huh. late as an adult to get a screening for yourself. You owe it to yourself, even if it does nothing but help you understand why you think the way you think. Exactly. How, there's nothing wrong with you. It will help clarify more to you about how your brain is functioning. And that See, is no fault of your own. See, God, I, I, I'm telling you, this, this is amazing. A lot of times we go through life, Dr. Smith, and we'll think we're broken. We think something's wrong with us I, because we don't act this other person or our, our brains works differently. And we think something is wrong with us yes. when in truth, there's nothing wrong with us. Our brain think works differently. And again, you said this earlier, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, my brain just works differently. This doesn't work like that. Uh, I'm going to put some information up, guys. Listen, uh, you perform an incredible service and amazing work. Uh, you are part of an organization called Creeping Vines Online. Yep, yes. I did some digging up on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I launched this organization about eight years ago because uh -huh. I had been suffering from depression for over 30 years. Wow. I started feeling this isolation and depression and anxiety in the third grade. I thought everybody felt that way. It wasn't until I got older and I started to do research about the ways I was feeling, the overwhelming sadness I was feeling, that I launched an organization called Creeping Vines Online. And what that means is, and where that name came from was, I was sitting at home one day and the neighbor moved in across from where I was living. They had a fence and the, the, the guy came out and planted these vines on the fence. Well, over time, the vines that were planted on the fence ran across the yard up the side of the house and over the roof to the back. And depression is like a creeping vine. It never oh. stays where it was placed. After a while, the people in the house could no longer see out, but those who were looking in couldn't even see in because those vines had crept slowly over the foundation of that individual. And what you think you see is what everybody feels and it doesn't have to be that way. So I wanted people to get assessments, awareness, and advocacy because you have nothing to be ashamed of. Wow, guys, I uh, I just put up the the web page. I had it well, playing while you were speaking, guys. Uh, and I wanted to know where that name came from. I said, I gotta ask her where she got that <laughs> name from. So now I understand. You're absolutely uh, it's absolutely amazing. And a lot of times we'll think, you know, when you think about creeping lines, you think about that. Some people say, well, that's absolutely fantastic. It looks great. But it only looks good from your perspective. This looks my good from my perspective. Yeah. You, know, I, yeah. you you enjoy those creeper vines. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Your, your, your perspective is skewed because something is blocking it and you can no longer see out. But more importantly, your true self is never seen either Ooh. because it's being guarded by the mask that you've worn to preserve your own self. Man, uh, I told you guys Dr. Smith was on point, guys. I, I told you that. Uh, no one likes to feel vulnerable, Dr. Smith, or take those vulnerable shots. Uh, how can individual, uh, how can I say individuals or individual partners partner with you or find something to do or non-traditional ways to address things like mental illness? What can we do as individuals? I'm, I'm happy if you read, go to my website and put in a con, fill out the contact me form, or if you go to uh, info at demetriusmith.com and send me an email. I would love to do a wellness assessment. Awesome. Get you in touch with some online mental health assessments, some depression assessments, a whole spectrum of online self-assessments that you can do in your privacy 
you know why it's important to do it that way so that you can tell yourself the truth because mm. sometimes we say the things that we think people want to hear but if you do the self-assessment and be honest with yourself and then take that information to your doctor it builds a bridge for healing and conversation and so i like to do wellness plans because what if somebody's living in your house and you wonder if they're suffering from something it helps you to understand not only how you're feeling, but what if somebody's in my house? What are some things I can look for to help me help them? And so we build an assessment so there's a wellness, not only of self, but of individuals that you care for and that you love. Wow, guys, incredible. Absolutely incredible, guys. I had your website up there while you were talking so they could see it. <laughs> uh, Creeping Vines, guys. Um, let me get that website creepingvinesonline.com. There you go. All one word, creepingvinesonline.com. There you go, guys. I'm going to put that in chat for you. Uh, Dr. Smith, you're doing great. Uh, uh, listen, I want to thank you, Dr. Smith, for joining us today. Guys, Dr. Smith, and doing more than shedding light, but providing solutions and resources. I told you, I know your goal is to break down the stigma that's associated with any form of mental illness and to unmask the shame associated with it. Uh, uh, in closing here, what is something that you would say to someone right now who's listening? Whether Live in Brazilian. your truth. Live in your truth. Mm. When I began as a minister of the gospel to mm -hmm. say I was depressed, there were so many people that challenged that. Well, you must not be saved. You must not oh, be saved. Oh my God, let me start with that. But let me tell you something. The Lord provides an antidote and prayer is a weapon, but therapy is also a tool. And so get the help you need, because if you're standing on a roof and there's a flood and he sends a helicopter by and you said, no, I'm waiting on God. He said, I sent a helicopter by and you didn't get on it. And you wonder why you drowned. I sent you help and you didn't take advantage of the resources that I put in place. So stand in your truth, do an assessment. Don't be ashamed of how you feel and be open to changing thoughts, patterns and behaviors. That's key. That's key. Guys, I told you. This was good. Guys, a mental illness of any form is nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, it is not a secret that we tuck away and keep out of sight. Some things we just we just can't hide, right? Chances are we know someone who's been hit below the belt, who is vulnerable. Uh, maybe we are, someone who's listening right now. Keep this in mind. A vulnerability does not mean an incapability. That's I want right. you to keep that in mind, guys. Guys, thank you, Dr. Smith, for thank joining you. us. Thank you, guys. Guys, you know how we do this. If I don't do this real quick before I leave, I <laughs> promise you somebody's going to ask me, buddy, you didn't do that right. So, guys, ask me. I want to thank our very special guest, Dr. Demetrius Smith, for joining us. Guys, don't forget to tune in right here each Thursday, 6 Central. 7.30 p.m. Eastern to listen to the show or to stream on your favorite listening platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and so many more. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And as always, in parting, if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here, guys. I got to go. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy. You're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.